What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Uh, I started my walk early tonight, even though it's uh, Game 2 of the World Series, but the Astros were getting the stuff and uh, pounded out of them. So I uh, said, uh, you know what? Watching that game makes me sad. Podcasting and walking make me happy. So <laughs> here's what I'm doing right now. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, the anatomy of a super collector. This question comes a lot to me. Um, Tanner, what is a super collector? Am I a super collector? And so I thought this would be a super fun uh, uh, recording to make because uh, this question pops up on the forums, on social media. People want to know two things. Number one, if they are a super collector. Number two, if not, what does it take for them to be a super collector? So I'm going to go ahead and preface this entire talk with uh, saying that I would certainly not necessarily uh, recommend striving to be a super collector because when it comes to uh, super collecting, it is actually a really, really, really uh, time and money intensive uh, thing for the most part. Okay, so uh, especially in today's collecting landscape, because if you're super collecting something that's nowadays like uh, I don't know, Jose Altuve or Mike Trout or uh, Christian Yelich, any of these guys um, or teams, um, you know, Angels, Yankees, whatever. Uh, again, they're like a billion and a half ways to super collect. It just really kind of depends on what you want to do. Um, but, uh, you know, it can get super duper expensive. And because there's so many of these out here, um, of these cards out here that they create nowadays, um, you really, really gotta um, almost temper yourself uh, and uh, make sure that you don't uh, uh, overdo it because it is really easy to overdo it, guys. Like I mentioned in another recording earlier, uh, 2018 saw like over, I think it was one new release of baseball cards a week for the entire year. I suspect 2019 is the same as 2017 was. And, uh, you know, you can really get swept away um, because every player nowadays is going to have multiple uh, cards that are numbered out of 25, 10, uh, you know, five, one of ones, printing plates, all this stuff. So I would certainly recommend if you're interested in super collecting, uh, you know, make sure that you... Uh, uh, set parameters for yourself. If you're gonna be super collecting Will Clark, consider super collecting only cards uh, from his playing career, because that's gonna be a whole lot easier on your wallet than diving into the craziness that's happened in our hobby over the past five or 10 years. Because um, uh, the, <laughs> the hobby really kind of calls for you to become, uh, to be independently wealthy, to. Uh, be able to attempt to get everything, which it's basically a physical impossibility thanks to the one of ones and half twos, half threes. I mean, nobody can get everything. It's just impossible. Uh, so my number one recommendation would be don't even try to get everything. Uh, set parameters and also very important, uh, set a budget for yourself. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why, uh, but this this hobby has the ability to really suck you in and be very secretive about purchases like from your wife or uh, 
or whatever it is, and that's never a good thing. You, know, you always want to be open you, uh, with your wife about your collecting or your husband if you're, uh, you know, uh, if you're a woman that's collecting. So I guess there's some women out there that collect, not many, but uh, <laughs> but I'd say 95 plus percent of uh, collectors are guys, but uh, I could be wrong. Um, but uh, anyways, I would always be uh, be a uh, very big advocate for being open and honest with your wife uh, or your spouse, I guess I should say, um, with what you collect um, and how much everything costs. Because uh, you know you certainly do not want to run into financial problems or relationship problems because of a hobby that should be served, uh, that should serve you rather, as an escape. And so, I have seen it's my experience that super collecting um, can tend to do that for people, and I've seen people miss out on family time. Uh, have stress for financial problems and everything as well. So um, collecting quote-unquote regularly is probably more healthy. Uh, but, um, you know, as I mentioned, I'm going to, I promised you that I talk about the anatomy of a super collector. So um, regardless, with my all my disclaimers um, and uh, suggestions, I'll go ahead and jump into it. So I wrote about um, what the makeup of a super collector is in my book, Confessions of a Baseball Card Addict, if you want to check it out. Um, and so I'm really kind of going by memory uh, here. And, uh, you know, so I'm going to miss some points, which is okay, because guess what? For every person that asks what the definition of a super collector is, there are just as many opinions on what it is. So I can't tell you what, like, the definitive answer is, but what I can do is I can tell you what I've seen. Uh, so for a regular collector, what they're going to do typically is they're going to see cards uh, online that they like and pick it up uh, and say, okay, this is really neat. Uh, if they're Mets fans or, uh, you know, any player or even certain players that go to a specific college or only left-handed white dudes with beards or that are shortstops, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do, it's it's up to you. But for super collecting, um, it's something. It's more of a uh, more of an obsession. Like a, a casual collector might check eBay a couple times. A uh, super collector might check a couple times uh, on eBay every uh, every half hour. You know, they uh, might have their phones set automatically to check eBay uh, or that eBay is open rather, so they can always check whenever they want to. Um, they uh, uh, are constantly scouring the forum, social media, um, trying to do deals with people to get the cards that they're looking for in their collection. And uh, a lot of times super collectors will go to sleep dreaming about the cards that they're looking for and, uh, and oftentimes have dreams of finding these cards so I, I know this because like this is me <laughs> yeah this is this is what I used to uh, experience completely so uh, it's it's fun super collecting is intoxicating and it is also uh, attractive to people uh, and I'll give you an example so for those that are not collectors when you see a super collector uh, and I'll give a shout out to my buddy Richard. Um, he's a Wade Boggs 
super collector he has the uh the famous boggs tavern y'all like check him out online his stuff is nuts he's got like this basement that's completely finished out with uh uh wade boggs memorabilia and cards he's got uh, uh life-size cutouts he's got like shower shoes that are framed on the on the walls he's got every little inch of ceiling and wall plastered with posters it uh it's it's very impressive um i could uh i could understand how somebody that's not a collector to look at that and say "Ooh, stalker that's a little much um i can understand that but i also think that almost anybody who lays their eyes on it uh has to have some sort of appreciation for it and guess what uh when somebody has appreciation for something uh and they're uh, they are appreciative of having that sort of entertainment. They're attracted to it and they want to help uh, build it so uh, and contribute to it. So as a super collector, uh, that's what a lot of people will experience. Um, for me personally, when I was a super collector of Kinseiko cards, um, I had all kinds of people uh, offering me cards and uh, they even, a lot of them would send me uh, cards for free. And it was like just a, a fun, fun time. Like I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the the camaraderie with other collectors. I enjoyed that uh, people would uh, reach out to me first before anybody else. Um, if I saw a card on eBay that I needed, well, and by the way, I'm using the term needed very loosely. Uh, what I really mean to say is that I needed to complete a certain rainbow or to fit into my collection or whatever. Whenever I'd reach out to sellers, a lot of times I would tell them who I was and they knew who I was already and they would be willing to do a deal with me, which was, uh, which is great. It was, it was something that I loved personally because I would able, I was able to write articles about my collection, self syndicate those articles all over uh, the internet, talk about social media and, uh, Facebook was great because, uh, if anybody would post a Conseco card for sale, I'd have uh, sometimes five or ten people tagging me. And uh, it, was a, it was a great, great thing. And I was just so appreciative of all the people that did it. And, uh, you know, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel real good. So, uh, a super collector, what do they go after? It really depends on what they go after. But uh, for me, what it looked like is I wanted uh, every single type of every single specific card. So, uh, for example, if you go to uh, my Kinseiko collection website at kinseikocollector.com, it is still up there, and it's searchable, sortable. It's a visual checklist. A lot of Kinseiko uh, collectors and super collectors still use it as the checklist to uh, see what they need and what they don't need and, and all that and what's available out there. Uh, from like 2018 and before um, but if you like do a search of say like 1997 finest you won't just see uh, the two cards that tops came out with the A's and the Red Sox version you'll see the embossed version of each the uh, refractor version of each the embossed refractor version of each the uh, embossed refractor error of each that's actually not embossed You'd see the uh, um, original photos that Topps used to create the cards themselves and the original uh, photo slides 
the tops used to create those cards themselves. So um, that's kind of what a super collector does. Um, a regular collector would probably be fine with like, uh, you know, maybe the refractor of one of them and, uh, and that's it. But uh, super collectors are relentless in uh, picking up uh, one of everything at least and there's some even I'll give uh, my friend Dustin a, a shout out here for his uh, Andre Dawson collection this guy has got I think if I remember correctly uh, 200,000 Andre Dawson cards and uh, he's actually going to uh, send 800 of them to me for me to emboss with my logo on them uh, just so he has another variation of each you know and uh uh, you know, his collection is incredible. He loves doubles. So he could have like an 800 count box of um, 1988 Donruss and he'll be excited about it. Um, whereas for me personally, I just want one of each. So maybe Dustin's like a super duper collector. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was, uh, it, it's fun to be able to hear about these other super collectors and what they collect a lot of these collections are going to be uh, uh you know another way to tell if somebody's a super collector or not is their collection that is like laser focused on one certain subject is heads and tails better than most everybody else's in that certain uh, uh in that certain realm so you know that's a that's a good way to tell as well um try to see if i can think of any other super collectors i'll give you a uh, my friend Anthony, for instance, Gary Carter, super collector, uh, he kind of picked up where I left off. Like in social media, I would create these beautiful uh, graphics because I'm a graphics guy. I've been a web developer for 20 years and I enjoy uh, graphics, as you probably know. I love creating custom cards and, you know, just really anything that has to do with, uh, with graphics. I actually just put together a uh, graphic set for... Uh, Maz, uh, earlier today, who's a, who's a tops artist, um, top sketch artist. So I enjoy that stuff. But Anthony, what he does is, uh, he kind of took the baton, uh, and, uh, is, uh, fantastic at putting together these beautiful, uh, uh, banners, uh, that go all over social media. So, for example, 2019 uh, uh, Tops Update just dropped, and so he'll have a beautiful uh, advertisement that says, hey, I'm looking for uh, all of these certain parallels of Gary Carter uh, message me. And I don't remember uh, his email address, uh, but if you want to look him up, he's Anthony Cali on uh, Facebook. So if you have any rare, rare Carter cards, then uh, check him out. Uh, but it was, uh, it's fun because people rally around him. Uh, and there's other Carter guys out there too, just like there's other Canseco Carter, uh, Canseco guys out there. Um, but, uh, it's, it's really kind of about getting above the noise and, uh, getting your name, uh, recognized out there. Now you don't have to do that to be a super collector. Of course not. I mean, you could be somebody that's, uh, extremely uh uh well endowed into the super collector arena for whatever your niche is and you don't have to be known you know that's uh that's how uh diverse and how 
deep our, our uh, hobby is, is that there's so much stuff out there. You could be somebody that's anonymous and not ever be known about and still have like the biggest collection ever of whatever you're looking for. Um, for me, because I love interacting with people on social media, writing articles, that was kind of my fast track, so to speak, uh, to get there. And it was almost like a second job. Uh, I guess it would be almost like a second job for people, but for me, I just enjoyed it so much. Like, I love that stuff. I, uh, I love interacting with everybody. So it wasn't, it wasn't work. <laughs> you know, just uh, kind of another outlet for me to um, converse with others and, you know, kind of put my name out. So uh, anyways, with all that said, um, I guess that's kind of a good start to really figure out if uh, you're a super collector or what a super collector is. Um, if you're asking yourself if you're a super collector, you're probably... I tend to think that you're not because I think that those who are uh, are pretty well into it. Like they uh, they know, <laughs> you know, they know offhand uh, because they've uh, uh, sunk in a significant amount of time, money, energy into doing this sort of thing. And uh, so that's not to say that they never will be. I mean, if you're asking yourself a question, "Am I a super collector?" Um, you know. While you might not be right now, I'd imagine that you might well be on your path, uh, be well on your path to being one. Uh, if that's what you aspire to be, it's not a difficult thing at all. Um, it's, uh, it's fun. In many ways, it can be rewarding, provided uh, that you put certain parameters as far as time and money goes and uh, uh, you know, a certain collecting niche that will help things so much more. Um, in my opinion, you know, you don't want to necessarily be somebody unless again, unless you're independently wealthy, uh, to be a super collector for all Derek Jeter cards. Um, because number one, they're like wildly expensive, but you know, think about maybe doing only, uh, uh, licensed Jeter game use cards. And I'm not anybody to tell you, uh, how to collect. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, only thing I can do is give you some suggestions, um, but I do think that it'll be more fulfilling if you uh, set certain parameters and um, you know enjoy collecting that way instead. Um, that's kind of been uh, my experience, and uh, yeah, so I think that's really kind of all I have for you tonight. Um, I'm probably missing a lot of stuff as far as what a super collector is and super collector isn't. Um, so. If you have anything else to add, feel free to uh, um, write to me on Twitter at TameMBBFan or email TameMBBaseballFan at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, YouTube, of course, I'm at YouTube.com slash TameMBBaseballFan. And, uh, yeah, I'll, and by the way, of course, you can check my website out, www.TameMBBaseballFan.com. So... <laughs> Um, anyways, like I said, love to hear from you. Um, I'm very accessible. I try to answer everybody um, as much as I can. So if you have any questions you'd like me to answer uh, on the airwaves here as well, I'd be happy to. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you all have a great night.